and welcome to Them's the Spooks. No, that's bad. Yeah, I think we're going to keep it, though, because did, <laughs> did no one else bring spooky facts? This episode is dropping Halloween. <laughs> no, because the last podcast we said, see you in November, and now we have realized we made a huge mistake. <laughs> we missed November by a day. Okay, well, I'm John. I'm Gabe. I'm Chris. And this is a podcast about interesting facts and lying to your friends. Mm. Are we keeping that one? I on? love that I we're love keeping it. that because y'all really liked it when I just whipped that yeah, one. Okay. We'll keep that. That was one of those things that you actually have thought about for 30 minutes, but you have to deliver like you did. You know, uh, yeah, right, exactly. Make it feel um, like it's off the cuff. Yeah, there you go. Um, so, um, this is a podcast where we, we do lie to our friends. We come up with fun facts and they can either be true or false and then everyone guesses. I think Chris has a spreadsheet now that he wants I do to bring up. Yes. I'll start with it. I'll them. start with God, it. My, my average is probably so I love low. statistics. Well, so. do we have a, do we have an average for like how many, for like percentage of getting people to believe us versus percentage of... I'm going to make that I, for I the next week. I got it all. Okay. No, I don't have that yet. I got to go back and listen enough to be able to do that. I, I, because I have right now whether or not you are correct. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go back and figure out who's. I'm also gonna add who's the best at tricking people and other stuff as I keep going. And who people don't believe even when they're telling <laughs> yeah. the truth. Like who's the least believable? <laughs> Fuck! I wouldn't have thought of that. That's really good. <laughs> I'm gonna come, I'm gonna try and get like everything that I can come up with. I'm gonna have gra- I'm gonna make charts. It's gonna be awesome. Thumbs the facts wiki. Yeah. Oh god. But uh, what I've got now is the simplest stuff, which is I have it broken down per question, whether you got it right or not, but. More importantly, I've got how many you've gotten correct so far in the whole entire podcast, which I will always keep running. And then I also have the percentage of the time you've been correct in your decision. So currently, going from worst to best, we have John has three correct at a a good old 42.8% correct. Gabe's in second with four correct at a better (laughs) 57.14%. Uh, and then we got me, the genius of the group, uh, the, the seven correct, currently sitting at 87.5%. Damn. All right. So well, there's a little bit of a gap. I mean, a little, you know, only like 30, but. Just, just you know, I feel like that's within. The, it could have been 100 if it wasn't for the um, John's stupid sword bleeding one. That's what got me. Well, I think I think the 30% is like within the margin of error, probably. Like, let's get Nate Silver on this. Oh, man. That's that's the dream guest, is Nate Silver, <laughs> apparently. We we already discussed how our dream guest on our for our D&D campaign is Claudio Sanchez. And so yeah, now we need, we need Nate Silver on this podcast. That kind of is that. I, I'm totally with that. Well, I mean, honestly, if Claudio Sanchez offered to do any collab with you... I would take it, yeah. Yeah. Get a feature from one some of your music. If he offered to make a sandwich with you, would you say yes? Yes. I feel like he's got to be good at cooking. I think he could offer anything. Well, it depends on what kind. He is vegan now, so that, is he? That uh, hinders me a little bit. Well, but it it helps you in some. I'm not saying he's not a good vegan like, sandwich. Yeah, you wouldn't have to deal with the red meat thing. That's yeah, true. You don't need red meat. that's true. Yeah. Uh, okay. Order last week, I think, was me, Gabe, Chris. So now I think it's Gabe, Chris, me. That works. I. We're not I have same, no reason to say no to we're that. We're not in the same clockwise order this time. Yeah, so we, we just gotta do. I, I did it in my head before and I shift everything went over. Whatever. Okay. Mm-hmm. I will go first and um I I guess should I should I tell the little the little Yeah, go go through it. Okay. Well so so the reason why so last week we um we were we were like, oh, we should do some uh, wedding related facts because Joan's getting married, and I said I couldn't think of any and I didn't do that. But now I have something that is by three sort of logical degrees of separation, sort of a wedding fact, 
because John got married in his hometown of Augusta. It was great. I went to Augusta, Georgia. You mean the wedding, right? I do mean the... I actually do mean the wedding, uh, and and only because yeah, Augusta's okay. Um, this is fine. I yeah. saw a lot of things there I've never um, seen before. I I have so for those of you who don't know, that's where the um, the Masters, the big golf tournament, is held. I had never been to this town before, and what I discovered is that that's really kind of their whole identity as a town, <laughs> down to there being golf art in almost every discernible location. Oh, yeah. At least that's what we show the tourists. The rest of it is racism. My, well, <laughs> my Airbnb had golf themed silverware. Even, Did it really? Even the margar- even the cocktail shaker, I don't remember the correct name is for it. It was definitely a golf ball on the top. Oh my god. It was good good yeah. good good stuff. God, I hate this. And man, it's a good thing that we were there just for John's wedding because if you're there for anything golf related, I would have I got swinging golf club is one of the two physical tasks I cannot do. The other one is shooting a pool cue. I don't know why. I've tried so many goddamn times. There's with even pool disc cue. golf. Yeah, no, disc that, golf is actually pretty big in Augusta. Really? Because I, I was there and there were people carrying around the bags of like 30 different discs and they were like mm-hmm. chef through. Are they like yeah. weighted to. Different discs for different throws, yeah. It's yeah, wild. I figured, yeah. They were all also like 75, so. But yeah. this week's uh, fact that I have is related to regular golf, not disc golf, although now. You've got my my gears turning about yeah, disc, disc golf. Well, you did a frisbee one. He was also the inventor of disc golf. I just didn't mention that. Really cool. Do you think that every time he's also in every golf disc, disc golf golf disc, and so every time you yeah. score a goal, a little bit of him, bit of him. goes into that goal, goal or goal. What the fuck is up with me today? Anyway, here's here's how it goes. Um, so. As uh, as you two know, but probably nobody listening to this knows, I am uh, finishing up my uh, bachelor's in material science, something I know a lot about, and I learned a fun fact uh, related to material science and golf recently, and it is as follows. Uh, sometime, I think this was around the 90s, um, there was a new material uh, that was sort of invented, or it had been made on small scales before, but someone came up with a good process finally, and the idea was that it was... It was like it had the structure internally of a glass, but was pure metal. So, like for those of you, whether or not you know, so glass uh, is you like melt sand, which is silicon yeah. dioxide, and then you fucking cool it down real quick. Basically, obviously, it's gonna be more complicated, but, but uh, and then you you have glass. So someone managed to make a pure metallic glass that has that same sort of like disorganized internal structure. And one of the things about this this glass is that it kind of is like super duper duper rigid and what that means is when you hit something with something made of this quote metallic glass it doesn't the metallic glass doesn't like compress a little bit spring back and in that process absorb energy like even a metal will do that it pretty much does zero of that and so it's actually like like shatter no it does if well i'll get to that um (laughs) what if it can but um among other things, if it if you don't hit it hard enough to shatter it, there's like no loss of energy in in the collision. And so one thing it actually was really really effective for was golf clubs, um, because mm-hmm. there's no you don't lose any of the power of your swing in the process of the collision. So it turns out that th- that it's actually too effective. It's so <laughs> effective that the PGA had to ban it a few years after they started making these things because basically it would not only would it make every other golf club obsolete. It would make golf courses obsolete because suddenly what was before quite a long, like, 
I don't know, golf shit drive, a long yeah. drive. A you long day. Got it in one. You did. Oh, well, that's a good golf thing too, Chris. So there you go. I'm not going <laughs> to. Um, uh, what would before be a super long drive was suddenly substantially easier. Can you imagine how much worse golf broadcasts would be if it wasn't hollow and it'd be called Got It in One? <laughs> <laughs> so much worse. So Tiger Woods with the Got It in One. So, anyway. however, vis a vis the shattering, there was another reason for the ban, which was that. People in practice rounds with these clubs, they were having problems where, like, after like twenty or so hits, these motherfuckers would just break, and they were like, "We don't want to like get glass shards on the spectators, so we like hundo percent have to ban these." And so, like, these exist. You can like eBay them if you want, because like there are still ones that are intact. Man, this shit kind of reminds me of like you ever you ever play like a game like this? This like a kind of like a video game trope, like weapons where they're super powerful, but they have like. They break if you get hit, or they break. It's like that for golf, and this mm. is real. Mm. I buy this. I think this is real. I think so. I'm trying to think. I'm thinking of it from a physics I can, standpoint. Yeah, well, I can. I can just throw in more of how science. Fucking shit. backwards. How fucking backwards golf. Rules I mean, I, are. I, this I, is I'm totally worried. Really I can't fool John about golf because he's from well, the golf world. Some, if they had something that good, I definitely think it'd be banned. I'm, no, I'm with you. One hundred percent would be banned. It's like the same reason they. Don't let you cork a bat, and they make you stay with wood, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm trying to think of the Reeves. physics of would that actually be a better club? Because the whole point of it would be good for distance. It wouldn't be good for precision. Like what I'm getting from this is that you you would have to put a lot less force into it because like that's one thing you do see a lot is a lot you do get some resistance from the club when it's hitting the ball. So like it would if it's better at just like sheer driving force and like no force is lost as it hits the ball. Until it gets to its breaking yeah. point, it would be better for for drives at least. Wouldn't be good for chips or putts necessarily, but it would well, be good for drives. He's saying they only did it for drivers. Yeah, much. that part I I don't know. I my actual golf knowledge is pretty pitiful. So the the if you have like science questions, I can do that. But honestly, if you ask golf shit, I feel like you'll probably have you. Did you just like absorb that from living in Augusta, or are you well, gonna be like, no, fuck is, you, I don't know anything you, about. Uh, there there are two schools of thought in Augusta, which is. Fuck the masters, we hate it. We just use it as an excuse to get out of town. Oh. Or B This is our thing. Yeah. And you'll notice like a lot of people who are from a certain income bracket, whether or not they are members of the Augusta National, because like no one's members of the Augusta National. It's, it's like it's like an exclusive. It's very, very exclusive. Like Bill Gates like couldn't get in there for a while and mm-hmm. he really wanted to. But um they will buy the shit out of, like, Augusta National merchandise and things like that. I don't know if you you know what it is, but it's like that. I'm sure you've seen, like, a lot of, like, frat guys around tech wearing uh, shirts that, shirt polo shirts or hats, or, like, green hats or something that have, like, the ye- little yellow you know, continental United States of America with the red flag. Boy, how do you have a... Yeah, that's the Augusta National insignia. That's the Augusta National logo. Yeah. So, like, it's kind of a status symbol, in a way, to be associated with the National. Um, okay. And so it's it's very much a southern preppy thing. Yeah, I didn't too. see any of those hats in Augusta that I can remember, but what yeah. I did see was a guy wearing a Duck Dynasty hat in Augusta, which I feel like is you see, the there, equivalent of wearing that hat outside of Augusta. You see, well, there are two... There are, like, four or five different towns. Like, just, um... Both literally, because Augusta is itself kind of like Atlanta, and that's, it's a pretty big metro area, like, yeah. th- where there's, like, several distinct communities, but there are also, like, very different sides of Augusta, too. But this has nothing to do with the golf club. 
Well, I mean, <laughs> that's okay. Part of the fun is you trail off and you come back around. Yeah. And exactly. yeah, I mean, you you sounded like you had you were forming your opinion. Well, already. I mean, Chris didn't. My problem is I'm trying to think of this from a physics standpoint. And could physics have, is could my, metal, like, is my second worst subject by far. Well, would this really be a physics thing or a kind of. chemistry thing? Well, that's well at, that's, at this point, it gets all like, like if you if you want to if chemistry. you like need to be like, how does how does the material science aspect work exactly? I can try to do my best to sort of like. Well, no, let's y'all know let's, some let's, of this, do this a science shit. Like, material science with Professor Gabe. Well, what oh, I was getting Lord. at is, which is is it better if the club has give? Does that? I'm trying to remember if the rebound is what actually helped. Rebound is the wrong word, but the flex is actually what helps the drive. That's what I'm trying to think of in my head. I don't think so. But I think it's the flex of the golf ball itself, not the club that helps. Yeah, the flex of the golf ball. Which is the same reason, like, you know, basketball's bounce and baseball's compressed when Mm -hmm. you hit them. So I I think it's just the flex of the golf ball that gives it kind of that, it ricochets the wrong word, but it does do like a squish and then like a reflex off. So yeah, that you ever makes watch those videos of shit in slow motion hitting all like the, the ground and oh yeah. <laughs> I watch it just for the symbol sections because those are my favorite ones. Oh yeah, there are videos of that, right? Symbol sections are really cool because the symbols just like bend over like mm-hmm. completely. Those where they have like ten thousand FPS cameras oh, yeah, and everything. I do love watching videos of like people playing guitar with stuff like that, and you can like see the different waves on the different. Watch strings. it with Jint videos. Oh god! And just like it just like goes off screen. Explain to our listeners what Gent is. No, I really don't. Do you have that picture of the the you know the Pooh Bear and uh, Piglet comic? That's, oh, that's like good one. That's not. That's, that's the what, only Winnie the Pooh. Really that's not about. Honey Pooh. You're you're eating Gent zero 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 hyphen zero zero. Gent is a well. It depends on who you ask. What I'm about to say. Yeah, music genres. Yeah, it's not a genre. It's a sub section of a genre. It is it is a metal sub genre, which is. Revolves around playing really, really low down tune strings. I thought Jent was an artist. Are you serious, right now? I'm 100% no, serious. No, Jent's a. Jen. It almost is. There's like five. I there's... thought there was like an artist named Jent. No. <laughs> I mean, you're thinking of periphery. Pretty it's much. called Jent because of. That's the sound it is. Because it's like really chuggy guitars. Yeah. That's why it's called that. It was started by like. Well, the biggest influence of it was like a band called Mashuga. Yes, Fierce Mashuga. It's not a genre, mm-hmm. it is a sub genre. Yeah. It'd be like calling. It's like a sub sub genre. Not, well, no, it's a sub genre of metal, kind of, is what people mm-hmm. consider But some people consider it a genre. Yeah, just I just, like... Whenever someone says, put some gent on, I, I assume that that was an artist. No. <laughs> Whoever. Chris, Chris, you edit these, right? Yeah. You edit what? The, just just cut in like, like one to two seconds of gent guitar right here. <laughs> Alright, what's the guest's voice? I think it's true. I think it's true. I also really like the idea of a club exploding at the Masters. <laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> Alright. This could be Tiger's greatest drive of all time. <laughs> oh my god, it's in Elon's neck! Sir, sir, please be please be quiet on the on the green, thank you. Here it goes. Yes. Please take the back swing. He hit it. Oh, oh holy shit. Everyone is so hurt. Oh my god. There's blood everywhere. Oh, that poor lady. Oh, man. She's got to be 85. And wow, that's just oh my terrible. God. Oh, my God. Can we please cut the. F- I, yeah, okay. There's a spine in Mac- Rory McElroy's heart. <laughs> He's bleeding out on the tea green. Wow. So oh, God. Young. So young, so soon. Oh. Now let's look at the. Let's, let's look at the score let's, table. Let's get let's back to Amen. Table. Yeah. Um, oh, it looks like Jack Nicholas is still really old. Cool. Yeah. Oh, oh. I don't know. Is he old? <laughs> or is that, think... is that Mickelson? Uh, I Phil, know there's Phil Nicholson. Off. I think Jack Nick. I don't remember if Jack Nicholas died recently. I know Arnold Palmer died recently. 
Man, that sucks. I, I love his tea. Yeah, me too. Well, actually, first of all, I genuinely agree. Arnold Palmer's are really good. <laughs> Invented supposedly at the Masters. A, really? a bunch of different golf clubs will claim it, but I tend to believe the place that paid my paycheck for two years. <laughs> well, in my so so first of all, before so were the was the double true the final answer? Yeah. yeah. Before I say that, anyone else think that Arnold? I've told these two guys this before, I think, but. The the can of Arnold Palmer that you usually see is branded Arnold Palmer. The photo of Arnold Palmer that they yeah. use looks just like George W. Bush. And if you don't believe me, check a picture of it, or even better, go buy some because it's seriously it. one of the best like, sweet drinks you can get. I'm more disappointed in myself that I can picture a can of of Arizona Arnold Palmer that good in my mind. That I can, I can too, but and that's why I don't see it as George W. Bush. I kind of see it. I don't think it's exactly. I can the, see it though. There, uh, but but seriously, one of my favorite. Uh, overly sweetened beverages but the yeah you're sorry you got me you're both right um so so this is hundo percent true so so here's some fun science time for everybody uh so the the thing that sort of defines a glass without getting too deep is that like metals and and other sort of like quote crystalline structures are like this sort of regular ordered structure if you look at the atomic level and glass Mm -hmm. you deliberately kind of cool in the way that you just fuck that up and things are all over the place and for various reasons, it's really hard to do that with, like, a pure metal. But somehow some motherfucker figured it out. And, yeah, it has this property. There's, like, no give to it. And so these metallic glasses, like, this is legit real. So, yeah, there's no give to it. And that the process of compressing and then decompressing kind of wastes energy that could be used to sort of transfer as, like, kinetic energy. Oh, yeah. You okay. save all that energy. It, and this, so this is real. Like, they would have had to redesign golf courses around these things. And so they were kind of just, like... You know what? Fuck you, actually. Yeah. Um, and because I, I figure honestly, that's just redesigning a golf course sounds like maybe the hardest thing I can well, possibly. Well, especially because some of these golf courses are literally hundreds of years old. Too. Yeah. Like, There's other sports where they do the same thing. Like, I mean, you're just saying this about baseball, right? Well, baseball's a little different. They just don't let you cork the bat because that's like cheating. Mm-hmm. That's a little different. It wasn't like something that was readily available to everyone. I, you've never been allowed to cork the bat, but like. There's certain types of gloves you're not supposed to use in the NFL because they're too sticky. Yeah. There's also, like, uh, you have to use that, like, one specific mud for the baseball. In, yeah, you can't use different types of mud besides the main one. Yeah. Um, like, they control, like, the dirt composition for the mud? No, the, no. there's a certain So there's, a, there's a mud that you have to, like, rub on the baseball to, like, better uh, when you're pitching it? Yeah. Yeah, there's certain... But there's, like, it's like a specific that. brand. Yeah, they regulate it. I think my favorite thing in baseball right now, this is only, like tangently related but i thought of it because you're talking about baseball is if you have a chance you should look up the pictures of the new pitcher safety hats uh because they're not helmets they're just baseball caps that have a lot of padding in them oh my god so they look like what a four-year looks like when they wear like an adult snapback (laughs) you put it on and it's just like this gigantic mass of foam in the front of their head and then nothing else in the back they're hilarious that picture of nathan fielder wearing the baggy brown (laughs) suit You got Um, got, Gabe. I did get got. I I kind of, like, midway through saying that, I was kind of like, I'm, like, saying this too confidently like it's real, motherfucker. And I was like, whatever. It's not about winning or losing. It's about having fun and realizing that there's a Princess Bride Funko Pop on the table. There is a Princess Bride Funko Pop on the table, but I acquired it second in Charles. Oh, was that where you got it? Yeah. I was, I missed the part where you did the Gautrapon machine. And let me tell you, Nick and I were looking at it, and Nick was like, I kind of want to do this, but I kind of just, like 
feel like it would just sit on my desk. I was like, yeah, what I want is not to do this, but to see one done. I just missed that chance. Yeah, yeah, I got I got a little link from Breath of the Wild. He's on my keychain now. Nice. Oh, they have. Oh, see, that's mm-hmm. for to all the manufacturers of little silly trinkets out there. Put a key ring on them because I'm not gonna give a shit enough to leave it as a room decoration and have it just sit. But I I'll put anything on my key ring, including every key that I've ever anything. owned. Anything. I'm about to make a bunch of stuff. Well, I tried to put a, I tried to put like a plastic Klein bottle on my keyring. Wow, that's bad. <laughs> yeah, but it didn't fit, so I didn't. Luckily, I didn't do a bad thing. Um, Chris, mine has nothing to do with anything. Nice. That has happened in our lives anytime lately. That's okay. Good. But anyway, <clears throat> do you guys remember Where's Waldo? Yes, I remember Where's Waldo. You remember Where's Waldo? Yeah, I remember Where's yeah. Waldo. Okay. Well, that's the basis of this. You know, now, I always asked Where's Waldo, but never How's Waldo. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to write my self-help book, How's Waldo? <laughs> By Waldo. Back, I look back at my last 20 years. 30 years. Anyway. 40 years, probably. Well, we're getting This might be part we're of getting the fact. We're getting yeah, right, let's we're do getting it. it. So, Where's Waldo is the Americanized name for it. Yeah. It was originally a British book called, called Where's, Where's Wally. Wally. Now, that's the important part, that it's mm-hmm. British. Now, it did start in 87. That's when the first book was published, so we're... A little past 30 years old. No, 32, yeah. 31. 30. Yeah. yeah. Alright, so we all know what the premise is, right? For anyone yes. that's listening that doesn't know the premise of Where's Wally, we're going to call it Where's Wally for now on. Because okay. the British part is important. You'll see why. The whole premise of it is there's pictures that have a lot of stuff going on and there's one dude in an outfit no one should ever wear in public, probably, hiding in the picture. Unless you go to like a fish concert or something. Or, or you're being... Wally. So an outfit no one should ever wear. In <laughs> Fish concerts, yeah, no one should ever wear. Wally. And it's like a red and white striped shirt, blue jeans, and this hat, and this wacky hair that's really close to how my hair looked in high school, kind of. But that's the premise. So you have to find them on the page. Yeah. So just a little more background fact on it, right? They they've been doing it for years. There's been a bunch of books. In the original books, if you ever looked at the original Where's Wally, he's actually not that hard to find because it's mm-hmm. actually pretty big. But over the years, it's gotten like smaller and smaller and smaller, right? But power creep, power creep. Yeah, the where's Wally? Power creep isn't just out of control. But um, so what my fact is that um, because it is a good way to check people's observation skills. Starting in '93, the British intelligence started using it as one of their tests for observational skills. I I think I believe this. So that's I'm my, starting that's my off fact. with. I think I, I think believe. that's my I fact think, on a baseline. Well, just just knowing the way that governments have like created standards in the past. I mean, that's it, the thing. There's like a history of shit like this. Well, I mean, we're all familiar with the Waffle House standard used by FEMA, right? Is that like that's legit? To FEMA, no, that is a legit that, thing. Where, if, where it, it was developed. You're really her, fucked if Waffle House closes. Yeah, during Hurricane Katrina, that was how they calculated how bad the disaster was going to be. It was developed during that time, and like it's. If, if only management is coming in, then it's bad. If it's closed, then it's going to be a really bad disaster. Yeah. yeah. So that that's the baseline of the fact of what I'm giving you. Mm-hmm. That I started doing that in 93 as part of the entry exam, test, whatever you want to call it. I'm sure there's a British word for it that I don't know. Your A levels. That was better than I was. I was just getting my six A levels. You're going to come. You want to come be a double O agent, Johnny? Is that what it's called? Is it double O? Yeah, my six owls. You go come in here and find your... your... Yeah, the crumpet well, exams. You Let's the, uh... just run through them now. <laughs> yeah. How'd you do in your GCSEs? You get your sixth form in Wally. 
<laughs> wow, he really. That was a really quick off the cuff knowledge of oh, British yes. standardized tests. Oh yes, time to do tests. our T's, our tests examining aptitude. <laughs> That's not Nailed bad. It. That's not bad. That could have been a lot worse, to be honest. So I just want to make sure that I can get into my into my third course to work at a fucking university in Bainbridge in it. Oh lord. Well, I the problem is I don't I know. Want what be quest. a spy, mommy. I, I don't know what questions to ask or how to speculate. Other I mean, than I got plenty of cool facts about where's Wally. Because I think I think that we both came went to the same place. It was like, yeah, there's a history of like. Governments doing shit like this. Do you hard me, stats I mean, on how hard me, Wally is to find? You, I got hard stats on what, that. What let, are let, me the how, stats? let me know how much Manicus are going to get in twist if I farm Wally. Oh, Lord. What? Okay. You can well, only do here's this what for I got, so long. Okay, so this is hard facts. Um, what, everything I'm about to say is true, no matter what. Okay? okay. This is all true. Because I talked earlier about the book, The Power Creep of Wally. Yes. So these are the actual stats on it. In the first book, Wally was an average of 0.9 square centimeters, or for us with freedom units, 1, 0.15 square inches. Oh, you know what? I do think I missed the imperial system. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just well. a bit. Is this the rest of this fact? Just John like this? So then, in the second book, it went down to 0.12 square inches. In the third book, 0.05 square inches. And between... Point two and point one seven in the fourth through seventh. So the wall is a cheeky little bugger, isn't he? I cannot do this. He is is increasingly cheeky and increasingly little. Also, over time, he has been surrounded by more characters. On the first book's first page, it was two hundred twenty-five. On the last book's first page, he was surrounded by eight hundred and fifty other unique characters on that page. You know what was bullshit, man? Was the Where's Waldo books where there would be other people in red and white striped shirts and they'd be like a different like set of facial features and then he'd be like no that isn't Waldo it's like this is nine pixels those are the same face and he's also Waldo like I've done it I've found him I Waldo can have more than eight pixels love oh my god you're you're losing him my least my least favorite and I still remember this my least favorite page I don't remember which book's in of anywhere's Waldo one is the one that's in Arabia that is my least favorite page of all of them. And if I can find it, I'll show it to you after this, but it is the worst page. You have point. a least favorite Where's yes, Waldo page. Yes, I do. I feel very st- that dedicated to Where's Waldo. I feel very strongly about this. Man, I do remember in like second grade, me and a lot of my little friends like really dug much of the, like doing the I Spy books. We had a few of them. Those, those are, because I like that there's multiple objectives. See, I Spy was simpler than Where's Waldo because you could find so. pieces of it. It didn't have the same like level of just unadulterated frustration that you get. I kind of liked the idea that there was a dude whose job was to make those still lives for them to take a photo of. I I did really dig that. It's kind of like some Italian neo-realism shit where you're just like really crowding the frame with as much stuff and it looks very lived in, very real. Like if you look at like old Italian movies like Rome, Open City and stuff like that, everything in the frame is like moving and lived in. And you see that a lot in uh, stuff like uh, Orson Orson Welles is known for doing this too. We're really making his mise-en-scene like really cluttered and it's wow well, i know that i spy the one film class i took that time <laughs> uh i i believe this you got any other questions i, mean, I, got I, I think i think i gotta believe it man i the, the smug ass face makes me have i know i believe it. <clears throat> the name's wally okay, where's wally no i don't want him to have that, that really leave it in <laughs> Alright, is that y'all's final call? Yeah. What's yours? Yeah, yeah, I'm with him. Yes. Yeah, true and... Believe it. No, I totally made this up. God! <laughs> it's not even remotely true. I just oh thought of this. My... I thought of this in the shower like hey. two days ago. Hey, what's the name of the British intelligence agency? M- MI6. MI6? M- I think it's a seven. MI5 too and an MI7. But they're different. There's different... Hey, M-I-N? 
this is a good ass idea. Steal this one. I know y'all are listening. I know we're not. I literally in the like UK, put but... no thought into it other than like it'd be hilarious if MI6 used this. But the stats are about... real about all the stats I told you were actually true. Yeah. I'm, I'm reading off the Wikipedia. Did you have to Google how big is? No, it's on the. Though. It's part of the. Is oh, you just like read the Wikipedia. It's part of the so there is like real power creep. Yeah, there is real. That, I told you when I said those things, those were all true. I'm looking at the Wikipedia page right now, and it says. All this power creeps. And it is actually from the UK. Yeah, all that was true. Just the MI7 I've, I've part. I've had people like, yeah. get, get in arguments with, with American people when they refer to it as Worth Waldo. They were like, no, it's Wally. Call him Wally. It's like, it's both of them. <laughs> I didn't know it was British. When I thought of the fact, I was like, it'd be funny if they use this to train people for the CIA. And then you looked at And then I looked up and was like, oh, I guess it'd be And that made it more believable, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think. Oh, well done. Well done. Man. Got you. I'm, I'm trying to think of examples of, like, because I do feel like there are things like that out there, but, like, besides stuff like, oh, the nuclear launch codes were eight consecutive zeros for it. Yeah, everyone knows that one. I'm trying to think of something a little more directly related, but whatever. I, you, damn, that was, that was a good one. I really like that Nailed one. Nailed it. I'm going to, I'm going to use this. I'm going to try to pull this one over on people. All right. <laughs> Just make sure they don't listen to the show. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> Tell well, them. Thank you, Chris, already pulled one over on the floor. Show, you'd know the answer and then you I wouldn't, you wouldn't look like a dummy right now mm-hmm. yeah oh no they look like such a dummy for not knowing whether or not the British intelligence I still stand by the fact that dummy is the best insult mm-hmm. is that from that Viper album there is a no. Viper album called You Stupid Dummy right? No, probably that is a really good insult I think it's yeah I think it's like You a Stupid Dummy there's like seven of them at this point <laughs> You got it's all about the delivery though you just be like you dummy <laughs> Chad never got that vinyl anyway uh, they never mailed it to him. I think. I think that's not surprising. It's almost as if it probably was never gonna happen. No, it was never gonna happen. John, what do you got? Are we ready to get spooky? I, mean, I almost I forgot we were gonna get spooky. There, yeah, there, are, there are pumpkins on the table next to the microphone. Well, that was easy. It's to true. clarify, they're small. It's not like the whole thing. Well, the that was easy. That's true. Apart. There are small. Pu- there's a there. No, no. In the, I'm ready for some spooks to get to get spooky. So that wasn't your fact. That was not my fact. Darn, I would have got that right. Okay. Okay, so we all know that a lot of movies are filmed in Georgia because of the tax breaks that you get in Georgia. And this is these are policies in like a lot of different places. Like South Korea has these policies too, yeah. which is why a lot of Marvel movies have car chase scenes set in South Korea. Um, you mean filmed in South Korea? Yeah. Okay. Set and filmed in South Korea. Oh, okay, so like okay. Avengers Age of Ultron, there was the... Uh, Chase scene, the train scene where like Ultron is getting his, is making vision in South Korea. Oh, I forgot that. Yeah, set okay. in South Korea. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Black Panther, the car chase scene set in Busan. Mm. So yeah, so no, a lot a lot of stuff happens in South South Korea, um, and you know a lot of stuff is filmed in Georgia too. Um, so Connecticut has a similar tax break policy, but there are some interesting conditions there for them. Connecticut has a lot of, like, really nice, like, cabins and woods and things like that, which makes it very ideal for filming horror movies. There's just, like, a lot of natural scenery that gets very spooky at night and makes very good, like, atmosphere for a horror movie. And then they, you know, they still have some, like, abandoned RV parks and stuff like that, or stuff that can be made to look abandoned. Very great for, like, slashers stalking in the middle of the night, you know, even if it's, like, something as simple as, like, uh, a Jason like summer camp horror or something like that, you know. <laughs> Sorry, I just like that aesthetic. Jason goes to summer camp. Well, Kills Jason's everyone. from a summer camp. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, I yeah, that's fair. That's fair. All right, you, I I got got myself. You did get got right there. Um. So, Connecticut offers tax breaks to horror movies, but the condition that they have for horror movies is that they are not allowed to be set in Connecticut. 
<laughs> so they can be filmed in Connecticut, but Connecticut has to be a standard for somewhere else. No one because can know. Con- because Connecticut wants to still have its maintain its reputation as like a very comfortable state where families live and where people can hang out. It has to be very homely and comfortable. And it can't have like this association with like serial murderers rampaging throughout the state. So they're allowed to film there for the atmosphere, but it's not allowed to be set in Connecticut. It has to make it very clear that no, 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 no. All this action, it's not happening in Connecticut. It's happening in insert woodsy state here, you know? Is there, are there, okay, first question. It was anything ever set in Connecticut to begin with? Yeah, well, I don't think uh, so. No, well, no. I mean, it's like one of those things, though, where, like, Baby Driver was originally written to be set in L.A. Tell but me, tell me. Name one thing ever set in Connecticut. Go. I can't think of one. What about... Maybe... Where's C- Kane? I don't know. Where's Nightmare on Elm Street <laughs> supposed to actually take picking place? an old movie and hoping. Yeah. <laughs> I... Okay, the one that I do know is that a lot of H.P. Lovecraft stories are set at least in New England, but that's neither here nor there because that's not a movie. Mm-hmm. But, uh... Um... Shit. Okay, so... so I, can't, I can't name one city in Connecticut, honestly. So, so as somebody from the, the Northeast, there's one, there's one piece of ammo that I have here, which is that Connecticut really doesn't have a reputation to ruin. <laughs> they, they, they got... Like... The, if you ask people like what's what's the deal with Connecticut, they'll be like, "Well, Yale's there," and like then is it? I, I know nothing. That's <laughs> my point. Made. You can tell me anything about Connecticut, and I believe it right now. That's kind of the care. problem that I'm having. Is other than that, I mean, oh shit. Here's my extent of Connecticut knowledge. I do, and this might even be wrong. I don't remember now. Now I gotta look this up to see if I'm right. I know there's a, like a lot of rich people there because it's where a lot of people a lot of people commute from Connecticut to the city. If I'm pretty. I didn't want to make a fool of myself. All right, I was right about that. The only thing I remember about Connecticut is that its state quarter was a, a giant tree, and that's all I remember, know about Connecticut. <laughs> Man, did y'all ever have that state quarter map where you put them all in there? As you yeah, did except, I? I? Except I never actually collected all. Of I had them. All I was of very them. bad at collecting. I had that and the book, and I finished. Both. I remember what the last one came out in like two thousand nine or something. Yeah, mm-hmm. And I remember in like two thousand three having the thing and being like, "Oh, it's gonna take so long to get all of them just because they won't be." I was like, oh, it'll be so old And in then 2009, 2009 happened, I was like, oh, yeah, this is done, isn't it? I guess I should just go get them all now. <laughs> yeah, like, no, I, I remember being like a little kid being like, oh, I'm di- I, I kind of remember having the thought, like, I'm going to be disillusioned with this. But obviously, I didn't know that word, but I was like, I'm going to be disappointed in this by the time it's done. <laughs> I just think I remember my mom, when she would go to the bank, asking if they had the new ones yet. And oh, like, man, my Yes, mom we do, and they'd give it. I'd be like, she'd be, give it to me, I'd be like, God, this is awesome. This nice. is better than Christmas. It wasn't better than Christmas. Well, what you know what would be a good good Christmas present though, like five hundred of that Connecticut quarter, because then that's just like a hundred bucks. Uh, I guess it's one hundred twenty five bucks. But so money, yeah, money, but money in only good. in state quarters. <laughs> if I emptied that, I should have emptied that book. On yeah, it's like I think it what fifty. It's like it's like it's twelve. It's twelve bucks. <laughs> Man, hmm. cookout. I'm pretty sure cookout's gonna have like the eggnog milkshake soon. I'm oh, gonna. Oh shit. I'm, I'm gonna try it. I I am a nog fiend. I love eggnog. I'm a cookout fiend. I know you are, Chris. I know we've been we went there so many times when. Oh man. <laughs> All right. This is one of those I hate. I I, I hate get this, this conflicted on every single one of them. This. So I'm not conflicted on all of them. Like this I hate this mm-hmm. show. Um, <laughs> it's weird because every the time Chris is, is like stress making a man bun in the back of yeah. his head right now. He has like just enough hair. Just enough hair. The problem is. <laughs> don't know anything about Connecticut. <laughs> no, I don't know here's, anything. Here's I how I know I don't know anything about Connecticut. I can't even name a senator from Connecticut. 
And I usually am good about that. I can't even name the Connecticut Senators or House of Representatives. Oh, I usually know those, like, just like off the top of my head, I can name those uh, two. Wait, no, wait, Warren's Massachusetts, right? Yeah. yeah. I got nothing, that's what I'm saying. Hey, Connecticut? Sorry. Yeah. Like, <laughs> uh, I'll go there. Tell, tell me what's good. The only thing that I'm conflicted on, Chris. I do know I almost always spell it wrong. Because it it's Connecticut. Connecticut. Yeah, yeah. For some reason. Chris, do you know if the new It was set in Connecticut? I have this like... No, no, no it's set in Maine. Was. Yeah, it's, it's set in Maine. All like, Steve, all, no, almost all, all, most, well, not all, but most, most of Most Stephen yeah. King is set in Maine. Maine, yeah. Because he's from Maine. Man, I know this is an audio medium, but everybody picture the scene in It where they stabilize the camera to Pennywise's Dude, that, face and I he does that ridiculous dance. I love that whole dance. movie. Mm-hmm. I could... I just did that. At that point, I was like, "Is this is not scaring me the way it's supposed to. This is only funny. Well, I mean, the thing about that movie is it's, like, not that scary when it's you not, get down to it. It's, it's not that it's scary. It's really more of an adventure movie than anything to me. It's meant to be, like... It's, like... Depraved and weird. Yeah. Which is more than it is, like, scary, jumpy. Yeah. Well, I mean, thus, you see the Korean the Korean horror influence there, too. It's, like... I liked it. I love that movie. And that's how most Stephen King is. It's more, like, mm-hmm. depraved and... I don't know. I like his focus lately more on like the depravity of humanity rather than the supernatural. Except the problem is... Well, I think the thing with it is that it, the creature, amplifies the depravity of humanity. Yeah, that's what's cool about it. Yeah, it's kind of... Also, shout out to the candy store next to the movie theater where I saw it for really knowing exactly where to build a candy store. Mm. Because something that I thought as a child... Kind of like, you know how when you think quicksand's going to be a problem when you're a child and it just never comes up? Credits credits to John Mulaney for that. Was that a John Mulaney bit? Yes. I know that, I'm like, I'm not claiming that's an original yeah. joke. This is like a well-known thing, but it's kind of like that Also bit. a really good board game. Quicksand is a cool board game. I've never, never played, played that board game. I don't know I'll bring it. Is. Oh, so, it's really good. in the same vein, you always think as a child that like it's a bigger sin than it really is to like sneak candy into movie theaters. Well, they don't your care. parents tell you that it is. Yeah. I was about to say, here I am 23 and I sneak Wendy's hamburgers into the do movie theater. <laughs> <laughs> did you do that? Yeah, dude. Decab? I thought yeah, dude. <laughs> I thought you don't eat hamburgers anymore because you don't eat well, a chicken sandwich is the same thing. Oh, well, Chick- yeah. What is a chicken sandwich but a chicken burger? Yeah. I will well, tell I don't you like, I don't mistake, like that sentence you just said. But <laughs> The one mistake I made sneaking candy from a candy store into a showing of Stephen King's remake of It was um, I saw at the candy store that they had chocolate-covered gummy bears. And my thought was like, well, the greatest sin is truly not knowing. And I, I caught some. Well, that's false. And there's just... there. It's just not good, guys, and there's just no way to make it good. <laughs> okay, but guys, I need you to answer. Well, I, the... I, I kind of wanted to say it's true. I don't think it is, but I, oh, I... Let me think here. I don't want to say that on the show. I, I'm i going to go with true, I think, just because that's where I'm at in life right now. Okay, I actually do have a question. Yes. When you say you can't set it in Connecticut, is that a legal condition for the tax break, or is it just sort of like a... Places in Connecticut typically, on a private case by case basis, will refuse you if they know you're setting the movie there. No, like to get the tax break, there can't be references to the fact that it takes place. Tax break? Then I am going to say you can reference that you filmed it in Connecticut, but you can't say that. Right. I think my argument is that that seems exactly like the dumb, petty kind of stuff that a state government would do. So I'm, I'm into it. I'm going the other way. I think it's false because I think that the the like. Just, like, the effort to codify that into, like, that doesn't seem like the shit people even bother with. Like, they'd just be like, they just wouldn't give them the damn tax break. You have clearly never watched just, like, a procedural 
Procedurals episode, aren't a real, No, a procedural episode of, of episode, a procedural session of, like, a legislature, though. Oh, I have Because people do really, like, harp I on I don't that know, show. it just feels like they wouldn't... Which is it? I say it's true. It's false! Yes! <sighs> got me. Honestly, though? Taken, taken I got partially from a 30 Rock episode called I Heart Connecticut. The concept was that it, they were doing a horror movie set in Connecticut, but... For the tax break, but then the Connecticut government Man. intervened and said, "You need to make I Connecticut look better." Should have watched Thirty Rock, like you've been telling me. Uh, all you should have watched Thirty Rock, and then oh, you would have no. seen through it again. Actually, a good idea that one of you guys just made the fuck up. Well, he's yeah. he based off something. I thought it was partially based. It was it was the I the seed of the idea was from Thirty Rock. I couldn't okay. like, change. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it is it true that they have some degree of like? Good places to film horror movies and corresponding tax breaks, or is that? I have uh, that. That's. Oh, yeah, Did I you even make know. the tax breaks up? I I I don't know if they have tax breaks. Like, so, okay. that, that was that was like part of the plot of the episode in Thirty Rock, so it was partially okay. taken. Because that is that is like really why they film in Georgia now, right? It's just yes, that, like taxes tax. are comparatively low. That that and there's like a lot of regional diversity in Georgia. I was gonna say yeah, there's, yeah, there's, there's a lot that goes on. Like, like a, just from Atlanta, you can get to grasslands in an hour, but you can also get to mountains in an hour. You know? Yeah. They feel like, speaking of, of horror, and speaking of uh, it, and therefore, like, kid-related horror, they film Stranger Things in Atlanta, right? Yeah, yeah. they film Stranger, Stranger Some Things Some of it was doing it in Atlanta, I think. Yeah, no, I went to the farm where they filmed the uh, pumpkin patch scenes and stuff, and a lot of the exteriors for uh, season I'm, two. I'm still waiting to hear if I got on my casting call or not for Stranger Things. Oh, yeah. Wait, what? I did a casting call for band members. I don't know if I'll be in it. Mm-hmm. I don't think so, because I have a beard. Yeah. It's not very 80s, but it'd be fun to do. Mm-hmm. Is that not very eighties? It's not very no, 80s. beards aren't eighties at all. <sighs> but my, my hair is getting closer to eighties, but yeah. beard is not. Very yeah, 80s. I don't know, man. The most beard that's eighties is like what a popper has. Yeah, yeah. Like just five o'clock shadows, yeah, kind of scruffy thing. Yeah. All right, let's do the quick ones. Quick ones. Landing on. I I have a good one. All right, go ahead. Go for it. The guy who founded Craigslist is not actually named Craig. His name is William, but William's list sounds really shitty. No, that's definitely true. I'm that's positive. True. No, it's not no, true at all. His name's no. fucking Craig, dude. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I hate that I have to make a call so fast. I can't be analytical. Okay, go for it, Chris. <laughs> Me? All right. Um, Which one of these should I use? Okay. Hijacking flights to go to Cuba was so common in the 60s that a solution the government uh, priced out and was working on implementing was to build an entire replica of the Havana airport in Florida to trick hijackers that they had actually landed in Cuba. That sounds real. That sounds real to me. I think that's true. No, they would know how far Cuba is and how fast the plane is going. But no would they? Way. I think that's true. Again, the idea was the government was going to make an entire replica of the Havana airport. I an entire li- lightning round. Lightning round. Yeah, I think it's not true. I, okay. I think it's true. All right, it is true. Wow, that's a terrible plan. But though. I mean, but I mean, when you consider that they made like replica towns before invading, like yeah. before invading countries to like get ideas of what it was going to be like. Yeah, that also is like how much planes were getting hijacked in the sixties. Yeah, and there that was so like, many. That was like one of their top two options. Wait, were planes hijacked? Yeah, planes like, were hijacked in the sixties so much. How it did they so stop much. that from happening? They changed how security works. There was yeah. no security in the beginning. I guess that's yeah. true. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Judy Garland never won a Best Actress Oscar or a Best Supporting Actress Oscar. What in the world? Okay. Uh, I feel like that just sounds like something that would happen to Judy Garland. <laughs> yeah. I, I think... I, wait. Is she the person I think she is? Wait. Like, can, you, can you explain something? Okay. Judy is? Garland is Wizard of Oz. Uh, so she's Dorothy from The Wizard oh, of Oz. Oh, okay. I think it's And she's, she's got like... She's had this like, huge career. She knows um, in St. Louis. A Star is Born. Um, the second version. I think it's true because I... I don't know if I've heard this before, but I feel like I've heard her on a list the same way like 
DiCaprio was put on a list before. But I think it's true just because that sounds like some kind of person that would get shafted It was just never no there reason. a year. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, it's true. Okay, okay she yeah. did win. She did win a best, uh, a special juvenile Oscar, which was a which was an award that was instituted. It was like a costume. It was like, yeah, is that like a thing a, now? No, no. Okay. So it was like an honor. It was like an honorary award specifically given for people who were like underage who had like had a big year in Hollywood. So like Shirley Temple won it. She won it the year that she did Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Um, but it was dispensed with eventually. She was nominated for Best Supporting and Best Actress later okay. on. But I figured won. it was something like DiCaprio, where it's yeah. just like, never year, year. You're just always good. What was the movie? Because DiCaprio now does have... He won for the movie he definitely shouldn't have. Revenant? Out of all of them, yeah. Should have won Best Supporting for Django, in my opinion. I could agree with that. I think yeah. he also deserved one for... Uh... Django was like a messy movie, but his performance was great. There was another movie I couldn't... I can't remember the name of that he was in that he deserved it for. Was he in uh, Catch Me? Yeah, Catch Me. If I you thought can. he kind of deserved it for that. He, he could have. Really well he did that. a lot of. He wore a lot of hats in that movie and made them well. <laughs> well, he kind of really did wear. Did, a lot literally, of hats. <laughs> man, he has been in a lot of shit. He's, as like, I mean, as he, if was he's nom- an actor. he was nominated for What's Eating Gilbert Grave. Like, when he oh was, yeah, like, that's true. He was tiny. I think it was before his voice even changed. <laughs> what? I think it was funny. Just, no, just, just right. I just found that funny. <laughs> Man, shout out to Leonardo DiCaprio. I hope he's listening. <laughs> mm. He's probably busy filming the other he's Revenant. Probably busy. His new movie. About... He's probably busy trying to figure out what models turn eighteen at midtime. Wait, is that a? Th- is there so something bad. with him being weird? I'm, have you got? Are you guys not familiar with? I'm very familiar with. It. I just don't want the to pussy talk posse. I, that's not something we. Should, I don't want to. You, that, are you, do you, have you heard no. the term the pussy posse? Yes, before? I have. That's why I'm just saying. I... No. But I, then that's the show. Everyone. <laughs> uh, I don't know what the I. What no, the fuck? We're done. We're done. That's it. All right. No well, thanks, John. Uh, I, we do. We are going to do our little uh, outro, which I've only now just realized is short for outroduction. Um, so, 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 um, well. Them's the Facts is part of the Pocket Podcast Network. We're a podcast network, pocketpodcastnetwork.com, <laughs> that has a bunch of different fun shows, including Avocado Toast, a show that does sort of like politics uh, information and news from millennials, The Ghoul Tank, a show where they create cryptids every week, uh, No Dice, which is a D&D 5th edition podcast, and like six or seven more than that also that you should check out and uh, you know give a spin, check out the website, see what we got. Um, thank you for listening. And uh, are there anything else to say? What's our tell us about James Hunter? USA, oh, yeah. right? As always, intro out to our show is a song called "Never Far" by James Hunter USA, band out of Atlanta. Um, so check them out. Links in the description. I think they've got something new dropping soon. Soon, yeah. yeah. When they do, I'll mention it, but yes. not yet. Uh, make sure to uh, subscribe to our podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And if you wanted to, leave us a review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. Whatever way you listen to it, even if you don't listen to it on like an iPhone, it would still be great if you could review it on yeah. iTunes because that really yeah. helps. Yeah, not to like, comment, and subscribe, there. y'all, but like, comment, and subscribe, y'all. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll see you guys again in two weeks. Which would be what? So Actually, this, this episode will be out October 31st on Halloween. Halloween. So I guess two what weeks is, after wait, that. Wait, 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 as an outro. What is everybody dressing as? Oh, Alright, you want to know? Because I think I figured it out today. Do it. Existential dread. 
I'm just gonna wear a bunch of black and gray, and I might get temporary black hair dye. I'm going to Target on the way. Why home. would you not wear dreads? For like ten get, different get, reasons. Get, yeah. get fake dreads. Do they still? Actually, yeah, that is no. a little. No. I, and also, I would probably have to go to a Halloween store, and I don't want to do that. Yeah. I am doing Jackson Maine from A Star Is Born, so I'm going to be okay. Bradley Cooper's character from A Star Is Born. Bethany's going to be Lady Gaga's character. But I could get a perm and then steal it. I could steal Except, it no, you're not right, doing that. What's your that. thing, Chris? <laughs> I don't know. Really? Okay, so one thing is, I do... Okay, I'll answer first that my foster dog is going to wear whatever Jared McGrath ships me. Because he said he's going <laughs> to ship me something random. So she'll wear that. I don't know what it is. I'm, I'm ready for that. I think I'm going to do Stupendous Man. Nice. Um, Calvin Hobbs. Yeah, that's Good one. Okay, I like it. I pictured I pictured Captain Underpants, but I know what you mean. Um, <laughs> I want to do that, and then when the kids come trick or treat at my house, I'm just gonna cry every time they're like, "What are you?" And be like, "Oh my god, kids!" And then you're gonna be the cool guy who gives them full size candy bars. You know I am. All right, everyone, trick or treat at Chris's house. Yeah. See you later next week <laughs> in two weeks. All right, see you guys. See ya. Pocket Podcast Network. Quality programming right to your pocket.